Okay, we're going to try and record another episode of this thing. One of the things I've been really coming to believe lately is the idea that how am I going to do this? That that question is an impeder of doing the thing that it is that we should be doing. And so I didn't ask how. I'm just here with you now. Episode 2 or technically one. Yeah, let's call this one because the first one was like an intro. I think I teased something out there last week about how it is that uh, I got 190000 plus out of a deal. So let's talk a little bit about that today. Episode one right here of the entrepreneurial, the entrepreneur, no, the re, I don't even know the name of my own freaking podcast. Okay, here we go. Hey guys and gals, this is Matthew Elmer, your host for The Real Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome. Here, you're going to find some unsolicited advice on building businesses, small or large, profiting in real estate, and finding freedom along the way. Yeah, how do you not lose your life, your family, and everything else while you're doing this? Why and who from a guy who took a company from zero to Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country in 2006? 16 actually showed up in 2017 and uh, we did this actually the journey was more than just a year it was several years but uh, i want to share with you some of my learnings so you can get there as well scale up your business make some things happen and if you like what's going on here do me a favor before you forget subscribe and uh, if you did like what you heard today share it with an entrepreneur in your life or just give me a review thanks guys let's get this thing started podcast is usually going to capture my more engaging and uh, how do you say it emotionally engaging side so I'm gonna I hope to be more uh, upbeat here on this although may occasionally you might catch me in a more reflective mood but uh, we'll see how it goes so hopefully uh, my vibe works for you otherwise my value may not ever get to you so I hope uh, that's the only reason why I want to just the vibe to work I think I teased something out there last week about how it is that uh, I got 190000 plus out of a deal. So let's talk a little bit about that today uh, because I think actually with where the markets are, if you've been watching the real estate markets, there's some interesting things going on. So, uh, But I want to apply and, and bring out some of the principles from a business model and a mode a lot of my experience is in the real estate world, so I will be consistently discussing real estate uh, strategy elements, bringing up tricks and tips for you. But I want to keep a real entrepreneurial, and uh, I'm going to have to say, stop saying that word. It just doesn't roll off my tongue very well. Business type understanding and focus in what we're doing. So let's roll with this biggest deal how did it start well the first thing that it started with was you know ultimately what we all need which is a decision i remember sitting in my car and actually i think it was a truck at the time thinking you know what screw this job thing i am going to buy real estate i'm going to learn how to create cash flow i'm going to learn how to figure this out and by the end of this year i'm going to own four freaking properties and at that point, I'd spent years and years studying books and listening to a bunch of free stuff. But I came across some guys, and I went ahead and invested in myself. So pretty big money, okay? I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but that's what I did. I invested in myself some good money. 
And that put me in a spot where I now had access to some good information, really good information. Didn't end up paying one of the coaches some money to, to give me some more details. Uh, that can be the way it is in some of these systems. Uh, but what I ended up doing was absolutely moving forward in a way that I was able to take action. And within the year, I did buy my first four properties. I bought rental properties. I share that with you. That's just kind of the beginning. Uh, so make a decision. What is it you need to decide? What is it you're afraid to decide? Go ahead and decide it and write it down. I remember writing it down that I would do four deals within a year, and I did it. So uh, that's one of the first simple things. You guys all know this. So as I move forward, I then started to look at strategy. Okay, And so I think whatever business you're in, you have to look at there's a lot of different strategies or ways to accomplish the business in the real estate game you have wholesaling you have fix and flipping you have rental properties you have short sales you have owner finance there's a lot of different ways that you can play the game uh, just as you could do it in in just about any other business if you're in the pizza business right you could be a pizza delivery service you could make pizzas out of your house and deliver them to people you could uh, have a sit-down diner that's a quick diner where they pick their own food. You can choose to be an upscale restaurant, right? So there's there's always like a different strategy no matter what the business is. What I think is important is, one, that you connect to the business itself, the industry itself, like very, very deeply. Like there's something inside of you that says, I should be in this industry. And I had that. Real estate called to me. It, it felt right. The second thing is the strategy should also have elements about it that speak to you. So, for example, I started out with the strategies that everybody was telling me I should do. Buy rental properties, do this, do that, and, you know, the, the wealthy dad and the not-so-wealthy dad guy and, and the information he provides, which is, I think, great. Like, there's, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But what you still have to do is you got to find pretty much all the strategies for your industry and then figure out which one resonates with you. And so I, I tried this one and then I started looking at that one, which was owner finance because there was a really cool dude that was doing that. And it, it just I just couldn't get it to resonate with me. And then I found out about short sales. And what I loved about short sales was I was taking people who were just completely in a difficult spot. I mean, they're, they're, they're upside down. They don't have any equity. They owe more than their property's worth. Their bank's going to take their property from them, and they need the help, right? It's it's a win for them. If anything other than foreclosure happens, it's a win for them. And uh, I, I just really resonated with, like, helping those people. Now, I, I think there's times where negotiation can take place, and, and sometimes people need to sell their house, and then they don't want to, but... Um, help you know there's it's okay to help someone decide to sell their house when they don't want to if that's the best scenario for them and there's no other options um, but in short sales it was awesome because basically I now was working with an in, in you know with an institution which was the bank who you know you know every time you uh, do anything wrong with them they charge you 10 bucks if you deposit cash with them they charge you money for that now you know so so banks to me are not i'm not as uh nervous about the banks having trouble personally with uh because i negotiated a deal really well with them and so i love the idea that i could go in there and do that and so i started uh i started down the path of short sales and it was it was a lot to learn but 
I did figure it out. I did. I had to hire a mentor really to put the pieces together because there were some finite details there. But uh, after I did that, I really got it understood, and I would kind of you know take steps and then go back to him, reference him, and and then he would help me along. And that was really helpful. Uh, thanks, Tony, dude. You changed my life. And I ended up getting his short sales. And then one day, I'm working out. I've done, I can't remember how many at the time, six, 12. I don't know. I've done more than that at that time, probably. But a buddy of mine I'm working out with says, hey, you still doing that real estate thing, right? Now, what's the, what's the message here? Do your best friends know what you do? Does your family know what you do? Right? And I've been the lesson on this end on both sides, right? So I've been like my brother. I actually owned a real estate brokerage for a while, and my brother went and bought a house, and it was a pretty nice house, and would have had a pretty nice payday for the broker, and uh, didn't use me. So uh, actually, wouldn't have been me; it would have been Mike, one of my guys. But you know, it was it, it was just he didn't know what I did, right? So once you start your business, you got to make sure everybody, everybody, start especially with those people close to you that trust you already, know what you do. Um, I like to say in marketing, it's not, uh, people say it all the time, right? It's not who you, what you know, but who you know, but I actually think what's more important is it's not who you know, but who knows you and what you do. What's the value you bring to the table? Um, another reason why regrettably this podcast should have been out a long time ago, but <laughs> we're all in the same boat, right? I'm here just sharing you with the lessons as, as I'm learning them as well. So I end up uh, working uh, with uh, th- this buddy of mine who I'm working out with, he says, yeah, I need some help, man. So I'm like, okay, cool, let's talk. And so we go, we sit down, and I share with them the process. I, I also, one of the things I do when I'm involved with people is I don't I don't really like uh, pressuring them into a, hey, it's take it or leave it time, right? There maybe are some moments in life where that's what that you know that's all you got to do. But what I like to do is explain to people their options. And, and I like to explain them options that don't involve me. Uh, because sometimes I'm not the best solution for somebody. And so I like to explain to them all the options, including the option that works with me. And when they understand all the options, including the option that works with me, yeah, I've tried to position myself in a way that makes me more valuable than any other option, which is what you ought to be doing. And, and so it becomes an easy yes for them to say, because it doesn't feel like you know, you're basically saying, hey, you know, come buy my candy bars because they're the only candy bars out there and you have to buy my candy bars. So he decided to work with me. I really appreciate the trust that he extended in me at that time. I mean, this was his family, uh, his financial future. There was a lot on the line here. And uh, it, was a, it was a large house. He had a million-dollar house. And Frankly, at that time, that was actually quite nerve-wracking, which is another lesson of entrepreneurship here, which is that sometimes your biggest opportunities are bigger than anything you've ever done in the past. They're they're more, uh, they're scarier, they're beyond what you have been in the past. That's why they're bigger opportunities, right? So... You know, I, there was a part of me that was like, a million-dollar house. Like, do I know how to work this deal? But once I broke it down and thought about it, it was really the same exact process. It was the same process that I did on the $100,000 house or the $80,000 house or the, or the you know, $250,000 house. And so I knew, I knew that the reality was that I could do this if I just trusted in myself, followed my same processes, trusted in my gut, that I really was going to give it my all. And then if it was supposed to work out for this guy, it would work out. 
And uh, and when you're doing these deals where you're negotiating with the banks, not every deal does work out. Now I had a pretty high success rate, about eighty percent. So so I trusted that my my processes were going to likely work out for him. But I did have some people that it didn't work out for, and this is my friend now, right? It wasn't just a, a individual. And so we went in there and we negotiated uh, with the bank on this million dollar property, and there was some there was what looked to be some pretty severe foundational issues. But when you're negotiating with another party, right, perception is everything, right? Perception is everything. People buy not based on what is, but based on what is perceived. People decide based on what is perceived, okay? In your business, think about where in your business, where your clients making decisions, not based on what is, but based on what is perceived. This is why so many great ideas are just sitting there and never come to fruition, it's because no one's perceived their value, right? And so what happens in a, in a negotiation with a bank like this is that the bank does some analysis so that they can create what they feel is a healthy perception of the value of the property. And so as they looked at this house, which was a very nice house, but had an extreme amount of damage because of what appeared to be or perceived to be foundational issues. Now, when you're against that, right, and where your opportunities in life to, to make money can be is by engaging in greater research and analysis because you can understand that through that research and analysis or time, effort, energy, and just simply processes, you can cut down on cost, on process, on whatever, and so I went in there and did the heavy research to realize two elements of the house that the bank did not realize. And because of their weakness in their analysis and the perception that that created, they ended up valuing the property at $343,000, okay? And that was awesome for me, okay? Now... The market had dropped a lot from original million dollars of debt that the property owner had had, but it was one of those things where we still had to negotiate. There was still a process. Banks don't just roll over and just hand you deals at you know, incredible prices. And so I, in my research, then turned around and we acquired the property and found out that it wasn't. We actually knew this going into it, but we knew that it wasn't a foundation issue. It was a drainage issue. And that was going to cost us about one-third of the cost that the foundation repairs would have costed. And so we did that, ultimately made the house look great again, and ended up selling it uh, at the market value that it was at that time, which it still dropped tremendously, about 30% from what it actually maybe even 40% of what it originally was at that time in the market. This was 2011, and it was bought in back in the prime parts. I think it was 2004 or five, maybe six. And by doing that, you know, leveraging all these principles that I'm teaching you, was able to make uh, on that deal after paying all of our, uh, you know, external team members, 195,000, I think it was 194,640. Hey guys, just want to interrupt the podcast real quick with a quick reminder that if you want to see more on what I think about building businesses in real estate, jump over to www.therealalliance.com that's T-H-E-R-E-A-L 
Alliance, A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.com, and grab for free right now, if it's still up, Five Strategies for Building Wealth in Real Estate. It's my book on how to do real estate right, regardless of your situation. It'll break down the time that it takes to make money, break down the processes that it takes, break down the obstacles, how much money you need to do it, how much uh, energy and effort, and what kind of profit potential each of the strategies will have for you so you can figure out the right one for you. So if you'd like some information on that, jump over there, grab that. It's totally free for you right now. And if not, well, just keep listening. We'll just keep bringing value. Let's get back to it. And I think it was 194640 And that all became possible because of this decision that I made sitting in that car one day. And then I went on from there and uh, created that, continued to run that business and then began to create another business and, and, and took that business to Inc. 5000. And that, that would be a longer than one podcast story. But I hope today that there's been a couple points that I've made that as you're thinking in your business, what are the decisions that you haven't made that you need to make? Where are the places or the points where you're playing too small and you want something bigger, but you're not playing a bigger game, all right? And what you'll notice, though, about the bigger game that I played, it was the same game in a bigger field. Where, where could you take your game to a bigger field so that you're not taking bigger risks? Because your processes are all still going to work. It's just a bigger. Maybe you're dealing with one client at a time. Where could you go and get 10 clients at a time, right? If you're Maybe you're dealing with small clients. Is there somewhere you could go, as long as the profit's bigger, where you could go get a bigger client and you just haven't done the effort and work to go get the bigger clients or haven't felt worthy of them, okay? Where is it in your business that bigger is just really a shift of focus away, Okay. The next thing is, does, do the people in your life know what you do? Do they know who you are, what the value you could bring to them or their friends in, their, in your business? You got, they got to know. They're, the, they're the, some of your best referral resources. Uh, you got to let them know as you get it going. And uh, the last thing is just when you're negotiating, remember research and analysis is a leg up for you. So do figure out ways to find where others perceive value and find ways in which you can acquire or uh, gain a leverage point through your additional analysis and value. And when you apply these principles, guys, you start to see things come alive. I'm going to try to pull principles like this out of each of my soul, you know, stories and other ways that I share this information with you. I hope you like this format. We'll also probably just sometimes uh, hypothesize or uh, download some ideas for you on uh, just making some stuff happen. And I think maybe what I'll do is I'm going to throw a little something in there today uh, that maybe we'll do quite often, which is a little reflective moment. And so as you as you're building your business. I think one of the biggest challenges we have is, how do I say this, is finding ourselves. And I had, I just had this, um, it was an epiphany, little aha moment this morning after doing some meditation. And I, I, here's what it was. I w- I'd, I'd watched a little YouTube thing where, where someone was describing someone and the artist was drawing them. 
And I thought, you know, that's fascinating. How many people could I describe in a way that an art, detailed enough that an artist could accurately depict what they look like, okay? And uh, and then I started thinking, what about the people like closest to me? Could like my own wife or my own kids, could, could, could I, do I really see them clearly enough and, and have really ingrained in my soul what they appear like so well that I could describe them so that someone would actually uh, be able to draw them just from my description. And, you know, I started to just kind of think, okay, how would I do that? And, and I, was, I was trying to describe and, and I obviously can recognize those people I love, but it's one thing to recognize and it's another thing to internalize and see someone and know someone. And, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who had the experience of losing my first wife. And I think it's important to know the people that we're with, our team members, our partners, our spouses, our, our family members. And so I want, what, what came to me was this. There were some places where I felt like, you know, I, I can't remember. Like, I can't, I don't know how I described that feature. And, and then it came to me, you haven't seen them because you've been too busy seeing yourself. And I thought, oh, freak, dude, that's, that's true. That's true. I spend, there's so many times where my ego is, is chasing seeing me and finding myself. And that's, that's not a bad journey to be on, to be finding yourself. But sometimes part of the journey of finding yourself is just seeing others. So that's it, guys. This is the Real Entrepreneur Podcast. Hope you're enjoying it. Be back next week. We're going to talk next about setting the stages for a business that could scale to Inc. 5000. That sounds like a good topic. Yeah, let's talk about that setting the stage for a business to grow to Inc. 5000. All right, guys. Hope you'll come back. Hope you enjoyed it. Signing off. Stay free. Well, another podcast in the books. So if you have a business question, we record and post these things through the Anchor app, one of the great places to listen to this along with Spotify and iTunes and all the other greats. But if you want to leave a message for me, where I can actually answer your question. One, write your question down, and then just jump over to the message section in your Anchor app, and that'll allow you to really quickly leave me a message that I could play over the podcast and then answer for you specifically. Whether you're just getting started and trying to find the motivation or the direction, or whether you've got a business that's struggling and needing some help to get up to the next level, love to be of service and love to use this podcast as a format to do that so jump over there and do that otherwise thanks for sharing with the entrepreneur in your life that you think needs this information thanks for subscribing wherever you listen to this podcast and if you can leave me a review leave me a review so that we can help this thing grow and get this information in more hands all right guys Thanks for whatever level of contribution you're able to make to making this thing work and making it successful. I'll catch you next time on the Real Entrepreneur Podcast. Signing off.